There you go again. Don't play with me right now. That's not right. These are not bright people in our government. Oh, go figure. The nightmare begins. This is the Brian Suits Show. It's in the weekend, some sort of KTTH Brian Suits here. I, I know that I, I don't know when I turned into a 75 year old woman, but the thing I'm most excited about this weekend cleaning. Are we going to be bidening it across the finish line or are you saying I'm not it? shuffling? My knee problems are all over, so I'm not limping anymore. But no, th- this morning, uh, as always, as you know, I mind my own business. I wake up, I'm minding my own business, getting my coffee. And I'm looking at, I've done a really good job around the sink, but I've got a bunch of, I've got a sink full of stuff that has to go through the wash as soon as I get, get home. And then I realized that the, you know, those little, those actual sheep, individual sheep, like bathroom uh, floor mats that you can buy at Ikea. Okay. And it's not made of Russian pine. You know, it's actually an actual leather backed, you know, sheepskin. Well... One of the dogs, I'm not naming names, but uh, she discovered the fun of tearing one up. Is It simulates tearing up an animal. Yeah. The coyote. And so the other dog realized the only thing more fun is grabbing the other side and tearing it apart. It's simulated tearing up a sheep or something. So anyway, there's tiny little tufts. Good morning. Well, now's the time of the show where we turn your frown upside down without talking about a cryptocurrency trader. Uh, bludgeoned and then dismembered and flushed in the toilet. That was 10 minutes ago. Here's the part where we talk. Oh, here's our hot sports take. Have you heard of the uniform controversy? <laughs> the new ones appear to be a disaster. Um, ba- baseball is the only sport unique in American sports that the playing attire is a uni. It's a uni. In football, you know, you don't say, where's my, these look like last year's unis. Uni is Baseball, that's that. I mean, in your experience, you... I'll agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you say, yeah, our our unis were really baggy back then. You know, I, I don't know when to start it. I know DiMaggio didn't say unis, but I'd like to see a throw... If they're on throwback day, I don't want to see the old-timey logo on your tight pants. Why don't you get in the old-school baggy pants and all that? You know, I mean, if you're going to do that, then do that. Baggy with the knee socks? Uh, yeah. yeah and the, the wool pants that are and all Heck that. Yeah. But, I mean, just Google Joe DiMaggio, San Francisco Seals. Just so cool. Enough said. So cool. Um, yeah. I mean, they they were baggy, but they tightened them up so that y- you would win more tags. You could get on base and not be tagged up because the tag counted if it got your loose pants. So, I mean, I get it. And you may credit Kurt Flood uh, for that. By the way, well, yeah, folks, apparently this started last year. I didn't see it. I think they debuted these new jerseys at the All-Star Game last year. The jerseys aren't the problem. The pants? (laughs) The pants are the problem. You can see right through them. We're finding out that that, uh, some players on, on photo, every team has a photo day. And you stand there and they they take take your picture from the logo up on, on your chest and then the headshots and all that. And then they do a couple full body shots. And guys, you did you got the email right. <laughs> Today's photo day. I didn't know I never did this. Um in, in baseball Compression shorts, I get it. You, you know, uh, Joe DiMaggio didn't have those. Sliding shorts. But I wouldn't know anyway because he was wearing flannel cotton, right? Mm-hmm. 
these guys did not get the memo that men wear underwear on photo day because these new uniforms, un unless you don't care. And by the way, here's uh, ample warning. If you're at work, there's an Australian pitching now for the Red Sox, Liam Hendricks. <clears throat> do not do not Google Liam Hendricks photo day <clears throat> uh, full standing photo. Yeah, baby. Because <laughs> uh, he's from Ingletralia, wherever that is. And uh, it seems like a good enough guy. I always thought he was a clever enough guy during post-game interviews because he's from Australia, so he's inherently funny. And it's a team that I followed a lot as a kid. It was one of the only ones that came on TV when I was uh, back in Australia. Well, that's a folksy anecdote now, isn't it? And you'll, you'll learn far too much about him. And now, Can you so be more specific? He'll far meaning way way more than you want to learn. Okay, that's not more because he's a he's got a pitcher's body, right? And so, so for players that are normally proportioned, tuck the shirt way in, especially in the front, because the new jerseys are apparently way more breathable than previous <laughs> is that, generations is that the of word? And all, all sports a word for uniforms it. are moving towards that trend where the material is lighter and lighter and lighter. Hence, now you can practically see right through it. So I saw a bunch of these uh, photos from Picture Day in the MLB where you can see the shirt tucked down to people's knees. And uh, the commentary is that this is going to be Did you thank them? Thank you. By the way, <laughs> the, but the, I'm bringing kids to the ballpark. Thank you for tucking your shirt in. <laughs> there is a website called UniWatch, which is a for, it's for people who get it, which is a baseball uniform watch. Their headline is Radical Transparency, More MLB Teams Victimized by See-Through Pants. And it's, you know, they're playing full games. Down they're in a sweat in those things. Yeah, yesterday was the Padres and the Doyers, um, and there's no pattern that hides it. The Yankees, unfortunately, your pinstripes don't help. And, I mean, I don't know that it, when you're wearing the pants, you look straight down, you're looking along what? the grain. Of okay. the uniform. From our perspective, you're standing there and Full you're frontal. wearing like naked pants. Here's MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred on the controversy. We always pay attention to the board. Um, the jerseys are different. They're designed to be performance wear as opposed to what has traditionally been worn. So Not they are going to be different. But they have been tested more extensively than any jersey in any sport. Uh, the feedback from the All-Star game last year where the jerseys were worn was uniformly positive from the players. So I think after people, you know, wear them a little bit, I think that they're going to be really popular. Not the issue. Not the issue. Not the issue. Now back to an Australian guy who plays baseball because he grew up watching the baseball. Shadowing at a gym, being able to ride a bike and you have to stick the headphones into the bike and to listen to a TV that you'd have to choose. Um, but the Red Sox and Cardinals were the two of the teams. That so there you go, Liam Hendricks. Apparently, in Australia, in a, in a country where men wear speedos to the beach and still find them too confining, so they pull them up over the cheeks. I mean, that really, that really happens in front of you. Um, I, I, I fully understand why he posed for the picture that he posed for. Uh, if I was his daughter or wife or whatever, I would say scrub the internet immediately. Please get a virus, Dad, and throw your computer out. The internet is forever. Uh, and so, um, I yeah, so far I haven't heard the players complain because they're being paid to wear the things, ten million bucks a year. So I mean, of course you would. But uh, I, I just I rather sense that maybe the fans are going to say, "Can we leave something that would really, you know, right, right, right in front of me? Everything or 
Or, or at, at the very least, does anybody in the Major League actually wear a cup? Do, do we leave that at, at uh, Cub Scout League? I had this discussion Legion ball? with my son last year, and we opted. I don't know if there are experts out there that can speak to this parental advice, but I said wear uh, a cup, but don't put the... The cupper in the, the holder. actual cup in it. Put uh, so it's a jock. Put some socks in there. Oh, so you get a, you no, get a you layer of not. protection. You did not. You get a layer of protection, <laughs> but it's not as constrictive. I hated playing with a cup when I was in Little League. You couldn't run, and it would like. So you never miss up against a catch. Your pelvis. You never had a grounder take a that weird bounce. I actually did. <laughs> oh good lord! I I couldn't wear a cup at that point big enough. I I had my my head pants cup uh, on that one. But no, this is a. Uh, I don't know. I predict. I'm just predicting because the Mariners went a little crazy, according to UniWatch. Uh, Earlier today, wrote about how the Mariners' new Nike pants appeared to be alarmingly transparent. As it turns out, they're not the only team dealing with that problem. Lots of teams have been having their players pose for their annual photo day pics uh, this week. Plus, other uh, photos are beginning to circulate, and it's becoming apparent that uh, the new see-through pants are an MLB-wide problem. So, anyway... Yeah, so that's my so, so at least uh, at least female ticket sales should go through the roof this year. And that, by the way, I'm not not to be condescending, but I'm, I'm about to be condescending. Isn't that 99 percent of the reason that women go to baseball games? Um, it's anecdotal, single women, but single I will women. just say there has yet to be a game that my wife and I have gone to where she hasn't said, "Oh, Julio is so cute." Oh, jeez. Every time that They're, smile until this year, he's so cute. <laughs> Wait till this year. Um, yeah, let's, let's make it a hot day, too, uh, by the way. Um, you know, I was yesterday days old when I found out, you know the actor who's in The Holdovers? Paul Giamatti? Well, he's the best. You know who his dad was? A famous person. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. A famous person, former commissioner of baseball. Oh, yeah, that's right. Bart Giamatti. Mm-hmm. Um, I did know that. Yeah, so anyway, once you know that, you can't unsee him. He's going to win an Oscar for the holdovers, by the way, which you still haven't seen. And he'll accept the Oscar in the new MLB game pants. And go right to the In-N-Out Burger. Yeah, so uh, there's there's that. So now, yeah, and so the reason that this came to mind was because in the process of transforming completely into a 75-year-old woman and being excited about cleaning this weekend— the other excitement is I know I'm going to have spring break on all on all TVs all weekend long. And I, I will not care who the teams are. Um, and so, so anyway, again, that's L-I-A-M and the last name is Hendricks, uh, H-E-N-D-R-I-K-S. And if you're looking for Liam Hendricks has no shame, that might just be faster. It'll, it'll come up and, and, and the whole thing. But again, men, wear the longer shirt. Tuck it down all the way. All right. And uh, they said, well, we did not play so far. I didn't see you load this in there. But so, we, okay, things we have not talked about uh, this week. The Alabama in vitro fertilization thing. I've I've been a coward. I've been waiting. Well, they've come out. Other Republicans who believe just as much in, in God as the Alabama Supreme Court have been coming out saying, yeah, but this is, you don't want to discourage women who want a baby from having a baby. Uh, and, and I mean, I'm confused by it. I've never set foot in Alabama, but that's a really weird Supreme Court ruling to end it with the glory to God and all that. I don't want God's glory in my law or in my jurisdiction. I mean, in my, in my, um, in my legal findings. Okay. I, that's the, I don't want to live in Saudi Arabia either. 
Um, and you know who was completely confused about this? I, I didn't uh, get the, the audio, but Tommy Tuberville, Tuberville, who's a Republican. So I like him. I like his voting. But he's a bit of a dolt. I don't, how he, did Auburn ever win a national championship with, with him as a coach? I don't think so. But he's, he's a legend in Alabama. So a NBC reporter is asking him about the, the IVF ruling. First of all, he doesn't know what IVF is. He doesn't know it's even a controversy. And he said to him, uh, she said, or he said to her, well, I, I'm going to have to read up on it. I'm gonna, I got to read the bill. And she says, it's a Supreme Court finding. And he goes, well, uh, well, again, I mean, you have made a loss on this one. And, and so I don't have, have that. reaction to the Alabama Supreme I've Court got it. ruling on the fact that embryos are children? Yeah, I was all for it. We need to have more kids. We need to have an opportunity to do that. And so this, he doesn't know what, what she's referring yeah, to. Yeah, he doesn't know what she's talking but, about. Well, okay, so keep rolling it. Now, IVF services are paused at some of the clinics in Alabama. Aren't you concerned that this could impact people who are trying to have kids? Well... That's for that's for another conversation. People need to have that. We need more kids. We need the people to to have the opportunity to have kids. Senator, what do you say to the women right now in Alabama who no longer have access to IVF or who will not as a result of this? What do you say to them? Well, well, that's a hard one. It really is. It's really hard because uh, again, you want people to have that opportunity, and and that's what I was telling her. We need more kids. Where am I? <laughs> uh, and yeah, and, he, and he saw off to read the bill, oh! and all and uh, all that. And th- this is where Nikki Haley is splitting the baby like nobody I've ever seen. Will we even say her name on Monday? I, I don't know. She's going to stay if she loses, and she's going to lose. She'll stay in. And Harris Faulkner from Fox uh, is in South Carolina and had to had to ask her. Um, and Nikki Haley, by the way, uh, her. her her first child, or I think, I think one, or her her children have been IVF because she haven't been haven't been able to conceive, and so IVF is a very intimate, very and can be painful, very expensive, lengthy process. If you want to have a kid and you go through IVF, then you really want to have a kid because other people are having kids by accident, but not someone who goes through IVF. And uh, how do you win your first state? I mean, it's amazing to say I haven't won a state yet. You've only had three states that have voted. Well, it's not amazing. We need South to go Carolina's ahead and let these winner take all. And it's your home state and the whole thing. So I if she's not embarrassed, I won't be embarrassed for her um and, and the whole thing. <clears throat> I, I I I rarely talk about like I talk about money in, in in campaigns. I don't talk about party because I don't like saying, Well, I'm in this party or or whatever. But man, I gotta say, there's something that's in, in the first place, if you go to things like CPAC and things like that, you're hanging out with the people that drink right from the fire hose, okay? And and normally they just are wearing buttons and some stuff like that. This, but besides Laura Trump taking over the party, and besides uh, uh, what's her name uh, Romney being in the position she was in for so long and surviving. Uh, that long uh, with Trump as the head of the party. McDaniel. Now, Laura Trump, completely weird to me. If if George H.W. Bush, who was the head of the Republican Party when he was president, if he had named his son, not the governor of Texas one, the governor of Florida one, as the new head of the RNC, people would have freaked, Republicans would have freaked out. And rightly so. Yeah. And if he had named a Texas guy that, people would have absolutely freaked out. But uh, so anyway, this... 
This happened at, at CPAC uh, yesterday. This is uh, this. I can't figure this guy out, Jack Posobiec. All right, welcome, welcome. I just wanted to say, look, welcome to the end of democracy. <laughs> we are here to overthrow it completely. We didn't get all the way there on January sixth, but we will we, we will endeavor to forget, to get rid of it and replace it with with this right here. We'll replace it with this right, all right. here. Amen. That's right, because all glory. Oh, that's Steve Bannon, by the way. So he's holding a fist up because apparently that's the new. I, I I don't know, but but people are associating it to what he, what he what he said what he's about to say here. That's right, because all glory all glory is not to government, all glory to God. Okay, right. I mean, okay, Wait, I, what? I I agree. Not no one, but who said all glory to government? What does that have to do with overthrowing the government? And is he or is he not joking? I, I mean, the whole thing's a complicated mess. His tone mess. when unfunny people try to be funny, they they sound like uh, they they sound like this. We didn't get all the way there on January sixth, but I mean, don't make a joke about killing democracy, and also don't overstate that this year is democracy on the line. You know, come up with the with new content, MSNBC. Democracy. <laughs> we are here to overthrow it completely. I, I we need to say welcome to the end of democracy. Okay, now. So, uh, so uh, anyway, that so that happened. There, there's, there's rumblings. It, it all. This is the thing. This is an election year, and this is February in an election year. Like I said on Monday, what I learned last weekend, I'm going to relearn this weekend. No one's talking about this crap. No one's talking about see-through uniforms uh, either. But I mean, you really have to be. Uh, you know, the, the fire hose drinker to be sitting around saying stuff like that. And you have to be in front of a crowd uh, at, at CPAC um, saying stuff like that. But I mean, I, I'll say that to the crowd's credit, no one clapped. So I find that encouraging. There's my bar. No one clapped. All right. Welcome. Welcome. I just wanted to say welcome to the end of democracy. <laughs> we are here to overthrow it completely. We didn't get all the way there on January 6th, but we will we, we will endeavor to, forget, to get rid of it and replace it with, with this right here. We'll replace it with this right, right. here. Amen. Even with Steve Bannon in the background. But any, anyway, so um, all I can say is that if if you're thinking that this is normal, maybe you're part of the problem. All right? If, if, if you're thinking, what's that guy on about? He's a rhino. Shut up, rhino. Maybe go to a mirror and and ask yourself, what do you think normal is? So there's that. Uh, well, luckily, they're going to legalize marijuana in Germany, and uh, that'll be coming up. Here, here's a little bit of legalizing marijuana in Germany. 32. They even have loud debates in order. No one interrupting each other. Uh, all right, we'll come back in a second with the end of the week checking of your texting. Um, and a, a final word on Commander, Biden's dog. We talked a little, a tiny bit about uh, him yesterday and him savaging the human beings uh, who are guarding the president, where is where he is now. Um, and wrapping up the, the week at 800-465-8770, 800-465-8770. And we'll curate them and then bring them to you forthwith. AM 770 KTTH.
34. Brian Suit Show here on your Friday. Uh, and we are not mailing it in. We are still putting in uh, effort here uh, because I realize bludgeoning someone to death and then dismembering them and leaving them in chunks so big that you can't flush them down the toilet if you're going to do that. That is such a rookie mistake. <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to say because one, the first checking of the texting that we're going to check uh, is that. Da, 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 da. Uh, Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate is in Romania, not Bulgaria. So that's the guy with the sex dungeon who is his last check. Still Allegedly. <laughs> sex dungeon, Tucker Carlson interview. Um, and so he has not been bludgeoned and then dismembered and flushed on the toilet. Um, it's Andrew Peeve. I've only seen American. clips of him on the internet, and what I've seen I haven't liked, so I haven't done a deeper dive. Well, don't <laughs> look for him because like, he's in the... But, but yeah, rookie mistake. seems like a misogynist. Not to okay. chop him more. That's where Fargo... The Swedish guy, whatever that actor's name is, putting him in the wood chipper? That's brilliant. The coyote's going to take That's care of him. That's a little Fargo action. Um, 858 says, uh, you are totally correct about Bulgaria. I worked at a startup where one of the uh, seed funders married a woman from Bulgaria. Some would say she was easy on the eyes, but she was nuts and obviously well-connected back in Bulgaria. He was a fat, rude, ugly dude. She ended up shooting him and killing him at a hotel in Beverly Hills. But why Bulgaria? Money laundering? Oh, that's that's so on brand for Bulgaria, for the land of the Bulgars, um, by the way. And uh, so anyway, and, and I, you know what? I, uh, I, I kind of like Washington's oppressive strip club laws. My appetite for Eastern Europe has been satisfied and we've moved on. We've, but that being said, Prague or Praha uh, to its uh, natives is like a gigantic 20 square mile bachelor party. This isn't Europe, okay? <clears throat> there are rules here. Some say. Some, some, some say. Not me, of course. I wouldn't know. But whatever you do, don't pull out your blue, blue passport. Uh, danger, during Dangerous Days says uh, you two are a credit to and a real benefit from the ADD, ADHD... Uh, community and now also baseball fashion and good mocking bastion ba bashing of uh, American first mag extremist Christian national t type. Thank you. That's one of the nicest compliments you've ever gotten. I, I know. And, uh, and and that's the thing. If you have kids like like I was, I I went through through fourth grade. My 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 first year in Parnassus, worst year of my school because Mr. Crosby had an arm and a cast. And I had a cohort, and we both were the ADHD twins. And back back in my day, the teacher used to put your head in the crook of his arm, the one with the cast, or your choices were cast arm or the flesh arm. And, uh, yeah, it's a bad scene. But don't worry. Don't worry. You can wrap your, your hands around those horns. You can grab that ADHD, and you can you can uh, make, it, uh, make it your friend. Make it your buddy. Text from the 310. Brian, been doing some plumbing work around the property lately. Home Depot near me started locking up all the copper and brass fittings, one inch and larger. Also, the power tools are behind plexiglass and require assistance to purchase. They walk with you to check out. Well, I can recommend a hardware store in Cow Hollow down in the 415 area code that uh, you'll love then in, in, in that case. But that's I a was, shame. That's a total shame. It, it really is. Um, because that, you know, the neighbor, the whole attraction of a independent neighborhood hardware store 
is that the right the right sort shops there, and that that's the whole thing about tools. You have to wield them. You got to feel their heft and the whole thing. Like I'm, I'm in the market for a rechargeable Dremel. Um, mine are all wired Dremels, and that's great. Unless you need, unless you're you're just out of reach of the of the cord. And they're all I'll act like I know what you're talking about. You know, you know the high speed handheld drills, Dremel tools. Uh, do these hands look like they've worked a day in their No, lives? that's true. They are soft, <laughs> very soft. And so Lotion-y. Um, I, I have to pick it up and, and, and look at everything is locked down or it's the dummy on, with the, re, you know, re, 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 retractable, you know, wire, um, and all that. <clears throat> um, and that, the, I gotta say when, when buying that kind of power tool, I have zero problem going to a pawn shop. Sorry that, you know, whatever economic woe has led you there or addiction, but if if or theft, if you, uh, yeah, and that's where it's like smart people use Dremels to, you know, uh, scrape in a, a name or something. But, uh, but uh, yeah, if you need a tunnel, uh, a, a, a tool, that's the place to go. I I, I got to say. From the six one nine Brian, now that the Ukraine war is entering its third year, what do you estimate the real non-spun KIA numbers are on each side? I really do think seeing, I mean, and this is anecdotal, you're never going to get the truth out of the Russians. They they took six months to admit that they got to 100 casualties. I had seen videos where they were losing 100 a day. Seeing what it took, a, a uh, Russian, a pro-military vlogger, video blogger uh, in Russia, he just committed suicide. Uh, this after he, he conservatively estimated... The KIA, the Russian KIA, to take this one city, Avdivka, the first city they've, first good news they've had in nine months, took them 15,000 15, to do it. Um, and, and also there was another picture that's going around. And if I'm repeating myself from yesterday, I apologize, but I'm not going to stop myself. There, there was a field of Russians standing out there waiting to be inspected by a general. Somebody in the Ukrainian side spotted them and dialed up this one particular um, missile that HIMARS shoots that at about 100 feet over the target, it's purely an anti-personnel thing, It its warhead explodes and shoots a shotgun pattern of tungsten balls. This and is a, boom goes the dynamite. This is a product of the anti-cluster munition treaty, okay, because... Cluster munitions are a bad scene if the dud rate is like 5%, meaning that, that you know, one out of 20 doesn't blow up because then it'll blow up when you drive over it. Well, this thing shoots out non-explosive tungsten balls, but they're small and really, really super high velocity, right? So you drop like a peaceful little deer. So I've, I've seen this picture, and, and it's not staged. You, you I mean, really, you do a much better job. If you staged it, there would at least there'd be some stage blood, some theater blood or something. But it, so anyway, I'm going to say in two here, the two year anniversary <clears throat> um, that uh, I'm I'm saying conservatively for the Russians, 60 to 70,000 KIA L- looking at what you see on Telegram, the unfiltered uh, Russian social media thing. The amputees in Moscow on the subway are uh, undeniable. And if you know how the Russian army works, you know that this is just specifically from one part of the Russian army because they set up the Russian army with this one deal in mind. The best, most reliable guys, 
the Muscovite Russians, the white Muscovite Russians would be the only guys in their, their airborne, which is not part of the army. It's a different branch. Like, oh, sure. They get better pay, better uniforms, better garrisons, the whole thing. And those are the guys that you see um, in wheelchairs. They get better medical care, evidently, too, because they have uh, wheelchairs and things like that. Hundreds of them uh, in wheelchairs and crutches around Moscow, like at the height of the Afghan war um, and stuff like this. And this is the two, tomorrow's the two-year anniversary of this disastrous Russian airborne assault, meaning helicopter, on the airport outside of Kiev because the Russians were replaying the game plan from Afghanistan in 1980, Prague in 68, Budapest 56, and it was the coup de main. It's the land your airborne guys at the airport, and then the airplanes fly in, the regular grunts, and then Bob's your uncle, we took the town. And <clears throat> they were decimated. They, the Ukrainians knew the plan before the Russians uh, knew that they knew it, and they were absolutely decimated, and only because Sky News, by accident, had a crew there was any of it uh, filmed. But, I mean, it, it, they began with a gigantic defeat and piles of dead Russians. And, and the Ukrainians, because at, at the very least they're decent about this, they always offered the Russians a chance to come get your dead. And the more often than not, the Russians let them get snowed on, let them get torn apart by dogs, let a cat eat their face and put it on Telegram. I mean, it's it, it not a not a great uh, not a real short line at the HR complaint line of the the Russian army. Text from the six six one. Good morning, Mister Suits. With all the negative poll numbers for Biden, why has the candidate Dean Phillips not gotten more looks from Democrat voters? Because the party line. Well, no one's paying attention, and the party line is don't look over there, look over here. And maybe you think about RFK and, and the whole thing. Um, here's, by the way, um, I, I, in IVF and all that, I, I and uh, some guy saying, uh, glory is not to government, glory is to God. The opposite of that is MSNBC. And I mean, look, I, I know that a piece of parchment is not where, where, where my rights come from. I also know that uh, freedom doesn't come naturally to human beings because we're herd animals and we'll often turn to the loudest guy with the shiniest hat. And I wish we wouldn't do that. What we have is a, a pretty astounding gift that none of us had to break a sweat for. Certainly not Heidi Prisbola of MSNBC. The one thing that unites all of them, because there's many different groups orbiting Trump. But and I don't know what a Christian nationalist is, but if she's describing that here, then count me in. The thing that unites them as Christian nationalists, not Christians, by the way, because Christian nationalists is very different, mm -hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. The, the one thing that well, I don't know they I don't know that they that they come from government. But uh, let me get this founding document out here. Hold on. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you think that? So that is uh, Heidi Prisbola, who used to be a bigger deal. She disappeared for four years. Now she's back, and she just has a big mouth. And anyway, oh, we'll replay this again because you, you 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 did hear that right. Uh, that's what they believe. Back in a second, AM seven seventy KTT.
10th break report on it um let's pimp the social media at dark secret place for the twitter and if you ask me for that biden montage of unintelligible moments and well i'm gonna tell you and and then you tell me well i'm not on twitter well i that's a you thing it's not a me thing because the republican national committee has a twitter page called rnc research and they do all that stuff and they put together that five minute um Biden bumbling around uh, thing. So I can't, if I send you a link, it's going to be to the tweeter. Um, so how does the Gaza war end? I walk you through it um, today, but not on the air. It's on the 10th break. It's the, <clears throat> the break full of stuff so arcane and so boring that even I wouldn't do it on the radio. Um, and uh, it's called uh, The Day After Hamas Principles, and it's a one-page document. It was released overnight accidentally because the American media and the American government isn't getting it. That the Israelis and the Gulf Arabs, except for Qatar, are united that Hamas has to go, hey, hey, ho, ho, Hamas has to go. Okay, I'm, I'm missing a syllable there. But uh, so anyway. <clears throat> um, Okay, now this is so exciting. I have to say down there, you you have seen the movie Birds Too Far, right? Or read the book by Cornelius Ryan? No, neither. Neither. You've you've never seen Birds Too Far. Never seen a Birds Too Far. The quintessential war movie. Really? A who, bridge who, too far. Who's not in it? The answer: No one. Everybody's in it. You're telling me Gene in Hackman, the, Michael Caine. <laughs> okay, continue. Um, Michael Caine at, at the height of his Michael Caineness uh, is in a Birds Too Far. Um, but Anthony, Sir Anthony Hopkins uh, is in it, <clears throat> and the chap that he plays, um, it, his answer to the book and the movie Bridge Too Far was his own story, his side of the battle for Arnhem, and it's called A Jump Too Many, and it was the guy that Anthony Hopkins plays, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Johnny Frost. And the reason I mention it is because I find, there was a book so out of publish and that's not it but there was a book so out of print that finally now in this wondrous day and age when where an unmanned probe can land on the moon that uh, you can print to order and this book as the original published book was 599 bucks to find a copy in some obscure bookstore in Waldscotting, wales or whatever and i'm like no, no way. But then I finally found a printer that will print uh, the book. Again, not the book that that is by the guy, by Anthony Hopkins' character, but a book he references that was so out of print and so obscure. But uh, I heard it read by someone who possessed it, and I'm like, I got to have that book. And so it, this entire story is meaningless because you've never seen A Bird's Too Far. It's on my weekend to-do list now. Did you see... Uh, comp, uh, uh, Band of Brothers. I did. Okay, episodes four and five. Okay, Arnhem. Okay. Operation Market Garden. So there you oh. go. It's the the Holland thing. I'm as intrigued. It, as they call it, the Holland thing. But it was the it was the the naughty bit, the Arnhem bit, the, the bridge too far, where, where the British dropped their own people. Um. It anyway. Don't don't get the, you're talk to me in four hours. I'll be in the middle of this monologue. Um. But uh. <clears throat> so the the tenth break is about. 
this document the day after Hamas, the day after Hamas, as it's called, the principles and the fact that I could figure this out 140 days ago, and that the brain trust uh, could not. <clears throat> and let me let me go back on the on the brain trust um, on this. This is two two years ago. Uh, two years ago, this is from John Kirby to Anthony Blinken to Kamala Harris. This is two years ago. Let's run down the uh, the, the the montage. Has always been and continues wait, to wait. be deterrent. Wait, wait, wait. The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrent. The purpose of the sanctions in the first instance is to try to deter Russia from going to war. The president believes that sanctions are intended to deter. We want them to have a deterrent effect. The sanctions are designed in the first instance to try to deter Russia from taking further aggression. No one expected the Three months later, or three days later. Sanctions to prevent anything from happening. So there you go. Um, yeah, after insisting for uh, for a month and a half. And then remember, remember and because he wants you to forget this, Biden even said, I'm not saying he's not going to invade. He'll, it'll be a minor incursion. Like in 2014 when he took two provinces. Uh, and 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 you and President uh, uh, Unacceptable uh, accepted that, but uh, so anyway, that was the the makeup. After after every you, you heard from Kamala to Blinken uh, to John Kirby that oh these are meant as a deterrent. These sanctions are so sanctiony. Surely he'd be suicidal if he invaded uh, Ukraine. That's and then. You have this. No one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. Okay, well, so there we go. And, and I take a cheap shot. I, I, I'll, 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 uh, I'll cop to my cheap shots when I take them uh, this morning. But I won't play it again on the morning montage. Right after Biden said that, I did this. Well, that's a bad joke played on the people of Ukraine. Um, and, but so um, the reason I mention this is because the president is speaking. It's the governor's convention. I guess regardless of party, the governor's convention is going on right now, and the president did a victory lap on how, how totally sanctiony these sanctions are. This is for, you know, in the defense of democracy, which you Republicans want to tear down or whatever, and then you kill this uh, Navalny and leave uh, his widow, Yolanda, a, a widow, uh, then uh, take this. Priorities like education and workforce development. And thanks to Kamala for her leadership and her incredible partnership across the board. And the members of our cabinet, including former governor, and we have two former governors here. Are they both here today? Governor Raimondo? And Stand up, Chuck. Where, where is my secretary of agriculture? Is he here? He, he couldn't name him if he had to. Remember, he called he called, he called Lloyd Austin, that fellow that runs that outfit. Well, he's going to be here tomorrow. Tom Vilsack is going to be here tomorrow. Whoa. My Republican friend. Shocked right here. Friends, uh, I got bad news for you. I actually like working with you. Uh, so anyway, he goes on to announce these totally underwhelming uh, sanctions uh, and all that. Speaking of governor, let me just read you the opening paragraph from the California gets another budget deficit shock in the Wall, Wall Street Journal this morning. <clears throat> just so in, in case you're thinking... Well, that vigorous Gavin Newsom uh, will take over. The California Legislative Analyst's Office on Tuesday increased this year's projected state budget shortfall of $73 billion, nearly twice as much as Governor Gavin Newsom forecasted last month. Ouch. Mr. Newsom has ambitions to reside in Washington, D.C., and based on his deficit, it looks like he'd fit right in. 
um, by the way. The revenue model there is so bad that they're relying on the booming stock market so that the 1% of Californians that are the richest can pay, once again, 50% of the state revenue. This is a state that had $180 billion surplus one year ago. That's how, that's how mercurial that crap is. Uh, anyway, does he ever get into uh, his sanctions? Uh, yeah, he does. And their sacrifice, but it's also due to us. For, or something. But anyway, back uh, back Monday. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm sure good stuff and bad stuff will happen this weekend. Uh, read a book, clean the house. Oh, wait, that's me. Uh, okay, that's my inner monologue. So get the 10th uh, break at uh, apps at 800-465-8770. See you Monday, AM 770, KTTH.